0: imagine what would have happened if BC ferries raised prices by more than 10% every year for the next four years. Well, that's what recent submissions to the BC ferries commissioner was predicting. But what we also know what we heard on the weekend is that is not going to happen. So let's find out why. And what are some of the challenges here? Transportation Minister Rob Fleming joins us now. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Simi.
0: Okay, so what was this announcement on the weekend? What does this mean for people who need BC ferries?
1: Well, this means that uh, affordability, reasonable fares, um, locking in some of the discounts that the provincial government has provided since 2019 will remain intact. And that the historic 40-year highs or global inflation that's hitting our province right now isn't going to hit them as they get to and from work or to and from medical appointments, especially those living in ferry-dependent communities where it's the only transportation method available for them that uh, that will protect that and give some predictability and keep affordability in mind that was that was really what yesterday's announcement was about to take us into twenty twenty eight
0: okay, so that's keeping ferry rates at a certain level,
1: yeah, that's right, three percent or lower. Um, it's interesting. I mean, the government is doing what it did yesterday to protect affordability. The negotiation, if you like, uh, is really between B.C. Ferries as a corporation making the submission. They ask for an average of 10.4% per year going forward in the next what is called a performance term. It's like a four-year service contract. Um, But we have an independent ferry commissioner who ultimately looks at those numbers, uh, dissects them, and makes a determination. The ferry commissioner's job, that's a very important one, is to come up with a, a price cap. So... She will set uh, for the next four years the performance term uh, price cap. But bearing in mind that the province has advanced from year-end funding uh, $500 million to cover fare increases over those four years, that will make a huge difference on affordability. And that really protects people too. Here on Vancouver Island, where I live, and smaller island communities, um, a, lot of, a lot of produce and goods and food arise by truck. Um, you know, construction materials to build housing here, like the price of everything would have been affected uh, if rates had gone up by, you know, 40 percent over the next term.
0: Okay. And so I guess so. what you were hearing then or what the B.C. Ferries Commissioner was hearing that if this wasn't done, it was going to be a pretty, it sounds like, steep hike for people.
1: Yeah. I mean, B.C. Ferries, like just going into this interview, your your, your news update talked about um, the, the fuel fluctuating costs, uh, you know, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and other global factors making that an unpredictable commodity. Um, labor costs are going up. Uh, BC ferries, like a lot of transportation companies, had to defer uh, capital programs, shipbuilding, repairing docks. So there's things that need to be done uh, in the next performance term. We need to get back to normal, but we can't let it uh, be know uh, at the cost of of everyday British Columbians you know three-quarters of us live on BC's coast we use ferries at least occasionally and many people have to use it daily to get to and from work and to do their business so this was really about protecting uh, all those British Columbians that uh, live in ferry dependent communities or need to use the ferry as a as a means of transportation
0: and what about the upgrading of the ferries what about things like retrofitting the fleet what about electrifying BC ferries
1: yeah. Uh so you know, that's that's going to happen. We have some electric ready ferries right now. There are six of them, island class vessels, but currently they're burning fossil fuels until they get electric shore power infrastructure that can charge them. Um so we've got service, for example, between power River and Texada. Uh Port McNeil is using one of these hybrid electric ferries as well in the Gabriola and um if any of your listeners are planning to go up to Quadra Island via Campbell River, they'll be on one of these new vessels as, as well. So we're, we're going to help uh, BC ferries accelerate electrification. And that will, in turn, over the next few years, allow them to not be so vulnerable to fluctuating fuel prices and also, of course, having a, a benefit for the environment.
0: All right, what about upgrading the ships themselves? That must be quite a challenge right now.
1: Yeah, although it is good to see that of the scan we did in BC's shipbuilding capacity, there's an incredible wealth of skills and facilities that do ship ship repairs and upgrades um, across the coast of BC, as as far away as uh, Port Alberni here in Victoria, over on the lower mainland. Um, Of course, it helps immensely that C-SPAN uh, won a contract with the federal government to build the Polar Eight icebreakers. That's going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into their facility to modernize that shipyard. And we hope that uh, ferries will be built in BC again one day. But uh, those are all positive developments, and certainly the capacity in the ship repair and ship upgrade facilities in bc is, is in very good shape
0: right and there are still there are hybrid ships on the water right now is there not
1: that's right there's six um on those service routes that i mentioned so uh they just are they use battery operations when they're in port when they have dwell time before they're loading but they don't use them on the main runs for the propulsion systems. so but they're fully capable of being fully electrified we just need to get the charging infrastructure in there and uh That's what uh, the government of British Columbia is going to support. We hope the federal government will support marine electrification. They're certainly supporting uh, vehicle electrification with a massive deal for the auto sector in Ontario. They've got some deals with Quebec on their electrification strategy with rare earth minerals. But we've got a cluster of innovative marine battery technology companies here. Those six ships, those island class hybrids, their battery systems were made right here in Richmond, B.C. So we have... Engineers and uh, technicians that are creating really good technology, not only for our own marine sector, but potentially for export to customers around the world.
0: Have you talked to the federal government about that?
1: I have indeed, yes. And they know it's a priority and they're interested, and we hope that their support is pending.
0: All right, we'll see. Minister Fleming, thank you for your time.
1: Thanks for having me, Sammy.
0: That is Rob Fleming, BC's Minister of Transportation, talking about the announcement over the weekend that will impact BC ferries. So, BC ferries, like everything else, feeling those cost pressures. So, the submissions that were coming to the BC Ferries Commissioner about rate hikes were looking at something like what 10% or more increase in each of the next four years because of all the different pressures of inflation and everything going on right now in the supply chain. So, the provincial government has stepped in, provided funding that will keep the annual increase in ferry rates 3% or below for the next four years and hoping that, you know, all those inflationary cost pressures will ease as a result of that. If you want to weigh in, simi at com.